back for another week, man. Oh, and you're lucky because I wasn't quite sure I was gonna survive, man. Yo, I did so much walking around last week, it was crazy. Oh man, had a couple of friends over from the States. So, um, yeah, man, it was great. Yeah, it was really, it was really good having them over. Like, two of my closest friends, man. So it was great to see them. Um, it's been a minute. And yeah, we just, we just did a bunch of stuff. Went to some museums, some galleries. Like, did a little excursion out of London. Um, went to Stonehenge and uh, Bath. Yeah, it was, it was just a lot of fun, man. Just, but it was just like, you know what I mean? The days were packed packed out the days, was trying to um, do a little joint podcast, but yeah, it was just like the time, I think the time we got home, it was just a bit like, ugh, just drained, just completely drained, so I, I was trying to, yeah, trying to um, make sure I wasn't taxing them too much, but yo, we we had a little sit down um, till the end of the week, so that was good. Um, and we went to a barbecue, went to friend's barbecue, which was really nice, so, yeah, a few, a few other people's we knew went around, um, yeah, good friend's house, and we got to chill, chill for the day, and catch up, and I have to say, it's just like, I think you sometimes forget, right, like, I don't think we always make enough time for each other, you know, and you might talk to people via text and like some sort of online message and that kind of thing. But, yo, it, it, it's, it's not the same as meeting and hanging out face to face, you know. And I, I think we can lose track of that at times, you know. Because it's, it's just like, because I know from myself... I'm not going to say everything over a text message or, or something like that, you know? So, yeah, when you meet people face to face, you can actually have a proper conversation. So, yeah, it was it was just really good, like, linking up with people, hearing about what, what's been happening in their lives and everything like that. And got a barbecue. And you can't beat a barbecue, man. So, yeah, but, like, hats off to the Whites for hosting that. Thoroughly enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, I mean, well, well, yeah, we'll just go, we'll just go to, um, we'll go to the clip, man. And you can hear about all the adventures. Okay, so I've, um, had one of my favourite people over this past week um well two of my favorite people like my friends cindy and eric have been over from louisiana and we've just been basically hitting just everything london has to see well for the most part and we did a little a little couple of trips out of london too right yeah yeah that was that was really fun yeah, so, um, yeah, we started off, we went um, skydiving. Yeah, so indoor skydiving up in uh, the Escape in Milton Keynes. Uh, yeah, so we um, we flew. 
Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was, like, you don't get a load of time, but it's just enough time, I feel, like, just to kind of get used to it, and, um, because it's just a weird kind of feeling, but it's a good feeling, and the odd thing as well is you don't, like, where um you're going up and down on a fun fair or something like that and you feel your stomach kind of go through your head and flip flop all over the place you don't get that sensation when you do the uh when you do the skydive which is strange it's kind of different like that i think yeah i didn't feel that at all so yeah that was cool so then um what was next it was i think we did tower of london yeah we we did tower of london the next day yeah, cool. yeah we did tower of london the next day yeah cool so that yeah that was yeah fascinating really just oh, yeah. seeing everything and just like you know you realize there was elephants in the tower of london yeah which is insane like yeah. who'd have thought <laughs> and what i didn't realize as well because you hear about the ravens being at the tower there's actually they're they're loose in the tower i thought yeah. they were going to be in cages they're so they don't fly away yeah. right coming right up on you the, the ravens were right there <laughs> and massive like i didn't realize how big they were yeah, they're, they're not missing a meal. No. <laughs> Those ravens are happy ravens. We don't we don't have a lot of ravens in Louisiana. So. <laughs> you know. Just raccoons. An odd crow. <laughs> you know, they're much smaller. <laughs> so yeah, after the tower, we... We had lunch. And then we didn't we we tried to do um, the British Museum. Oh yes, yeah 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 yeah. But it was on Tuesday, and Tuesday was ridiculously hot. Yeah. And so we walked around the British Museum. So we saw some stuff on the lower level. Then we went upstairs, and that was the downfall. Well, and guess what, friends? <laughs> the British Museum is one of the few museums that is not air conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god it was so hot it just felt like you were dying yeah. just dying <laughs> yeah. it we looked were, yeah we were we, we were overtired <laughs> yeah it looked like all the all the the actual exhibits and stuff had aircon in the cases but for the um joe public no nothing i think you had to give a donation to maybe get a, a fan or something like that <laughs> but um yeah then we kind of went to lesser square um and kind of a, just a walk around and just sat and chilled yeah it was nice so yeah that yeah so that was cool that was that was yeah that was another good day then on wednesday we um we went to the tape no, no. Uh, Wednesday we did Stonehenge. Yes, gosh, man, it's just, well, yeah. Everything, all my day, all the days are blending in. But yeah, when 
Wednesday when it pissed it down with rain in London. We were in Stonehenge having nice weather. So that was cool. Well, especially once we got to Bath. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after, you know, looking at some standing stones, which is fascinating, but you can't go up to them. So it's a bit like, yeah, you know, you, you look at them, you walk around. Um, yeah. And that's cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, then we went to Bath and that was, Bath was nice. Bath was really nice. And it's kind of, um, it's interesting to see the different kind of different types of design on like a lot of the property and like the gardens and the things like that throughout and especially when you go from old bath to newer bath and seeing the difference in the design and everything like that yeah and we had a really great tour guide really good oh yeah gavin Gavin. from premier coaches gavin not kevin yes although there is nothing wrong with kevin and i feel he had a yeah he had a a prejudice against the name um but i'm not holding that against him no he's a good guy yeah we spent like what three hours in bath no we spent well it was really four hours but we had like two and a half Two and a half hours, maybe three hours on our own. Remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, because then we went and did the walking tour, yeah. which was like an hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that yeah, that was fun, man. Like, um, yeah, if you if you, oh yeah, I would definitely recommend like, yeah, you you should head out of London and do a little tour. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do these one day tours, or you know, if you if you've got the time, do a do a little long weekend. Go on a Friday. Do your Saturday and Sunday, have a walk around, it's fun. But Bath was very nice. Yeah, but, uh, I agree. It was so beautiful. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I hear the spa is nice. So yeah. yeah. Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, then Thursday we went to the Tate. Yes. And that was cool. So we looked around at the um Picasso nineteen thirty two exhibit. 1932? Yeah, it was called, what, Fame, Love, and Tragedy or something like yes. that? Yes, yeah, that, w- that was it. Oh my god, Picasso. What what, what a case. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you, you look at a lot of the art and, it, and it's nice, and then you look at the story behind some of the art, like, you know, there was a lot of stuff that he did with his 14-year-old muse. <laughs> think she was 16 yeah but still that's it it's not okay yeah she's yeah 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 it's still not quite appropriate really well at at this moment in time if you are curating a picasso exhibition you have to do it in a certain way because he was not the yeah he was not sort of, um, if he lived now, his career would be over because somebody would have talked about him on Twitter for sure. Oh, he would have been hashtagged. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. definitely would have been hashtagged old Picasso. Um, and he had a weird tentacle thing, which... Yeah, I didn't even know about that. No, I've, I've never heard... The, the tentacle thing mentioned when, yeah, in any conversation about Picasso. Right. So that was, 
Yeah, that was something. That was new information. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, people. So go to a museum because you will learn something new every day. <laughs> and, um, you know, luckily the Tate definitely wasn't as hot as the British Museum. Oh, no, no, no. You, they have air conditioning. They have to. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. And we walked along the, we walked along the South Bank. Um, oh, we went to Borough Market. And where did we eat? Arthur Hooper's. Oh, my God. Look, if you're in Borough Market, hey, even if you're not in Borough Market, if you're anywhere around London Bridge, you need to go to Arthur Hooper's because their food is ridiculous ridiculously nice had um mackerel smoked mackerel oh oh my that was really good and i i got a cod um yeah a cod on lentils that was just it's like a mediterranean and you know type food yeah 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 yeah. but really reasonable Re- the service was amazing. Yeah, reasonably priced. They, you know, we after we ate, we were in there just talking and catching up and chilling. And at no point did they harass us to leave or anything. Yeah. Even though I, I feel they were maybe closing or something. <laughs> but yeah, they just let us be, which is all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, oh, and look, so. A, a lot of people have probably been to Hawker's house, you know, giant robot, model market. But there's a new street feast um, market in Woolwich called Public. And so we went down there um, yesterday, Friday. And oh, my God. So good. It's, it's so fun. And... We we got uh, the, we got some rum Christine. cocktails. Yes, yeah, 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 rum. yeah, yeah. The, the rum cocktails. Yo, the, the girl making the cocktails was on point. She knew how to throw down a cocktail. She was cute. Yeah, she she was cute as hell, man. <laughs> she was cute as hell, but I feel too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel no, too way young. young way yeah, young. which is such a shame. <laughs> but um. But the the piece de resistance of the evening had to be the crispy tacos. Crispy Crisp- squid tacos. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. So yeah, you can sure. get two for seven pounds or three for ten pounds. Yeah. And they do these really crispy fries they call them chips but they are not yeah not chips yeah. they're not fat enough for chips they're fries but it doesn't matter because they're crispy and tasty as hell i i feel they were done with their skins on too yeah it felt like some of them still had skins on yeah, yeah. so that was good and hey look if you're in there or if you're at any of the other markets that have them Go get the tacos because you will not regret it. They were so good. So, so good. good. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so today we um we barbecued. Yeah, went around some good friends. Yeah. Called up, had some great barbecue, shared stories, loads of fun. But that's it, man. The trip yeah, is done. It was a fast week. <laughs> a hot fast 
week, mm-hmm. but fun, totally. fun as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Did we miss anything? Is there anything else we did? I feel like we did something else. Maybe we didn't. You cooked a lot. It was really good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, you know, thanks to HelloFresh, cooked some, cooked some tasty meals. So that's always good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was it. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome trip, man. Yeah, it's a fabulous trip. <laughs> Great trip. <laughs> All right, people. Well, that was um that was the weekly catch up, and um yeah, um probably films. Yeah, let's talk about Ant Man and Wasp. Oh, I'm oh sorry. sorry. Well, yeah, we did actually miss something. <laughs> we went to, um, we also went to the um, National Portrait Gallery, and so we had a look around the um, the BP Portrait of the Year exhibition, and uh, God damn it, there was some talented cats with some work up in there. I, you know what? It's it's a free exhibition too, so if you are in the vicinity. I definitely highly recommend popping in and um, checking out the work because it's incredible. It's, it's truly is a, some amazing work. And then, yo, just look around the rest of the gallery. You know, there, there's some there's some nice pieces. There's a, a really some nice some um, Chrysophilly piece which I'd never seen before. Uh, yeah, I, I'd see. I, I went to an exhibition of his at the Tate. Boy, though, that was a I think that was 10 years ago, you know. Yeah, it was a really good exhibition at the Tate, but they didn't have this piece there. So um, it was nice here. It was in, and nice, interesting as well, because it's a slightly different kind of style to some of his other stuff. So, yeah, that, that was fun. That was fun to see. Oh, you know, I have just got back from... I went to... Uh, there was a jam shed supper club at the South Bank. It's it's been going on for the last few weeks. I think it's playing just the whole of August kind of thing. Um and this week it's being um hosted by uh David Crichton. Um and he was on the last season of MasterChef. So he didn't win, he was a runner up. But god damn it, my man can cook for real. It was yeah, he he his food ah oh, it was so good. It was really, really good. Um What did we have? I think it was um Oh yeah, so there there was um uh, a a chicken almond chicken with cucumber salad. He did um Maryland crab cakes, um spiced pickled carrots, uh chorizo Jersey Royals, parsley, aloli, smoked almonds, and aimed. Aged balsamic vigorette and um, sourdough with uh, jam shed butter. So they put wine, some red wine in some butter. And that that was like your sharing starter platter. 
uh, so there were six of us on the table, so we, um, yeah, we, we, so we all shared that between us, and then for the main, it was, um, slow roasted, uh, pork etta with pumpkin seed, pesto, carrot ketchup, rosemary focaccia, and mushroom jus. Um, my friend, who is a vegetarian, she did the um, celiac baked in salt, pumpkin seed pesto, uh, and then just the same with the other stuff. And then for a dessert, it was um, strawberry, um, this kind of strawberry afagotta. So it was not like so it was um kind of a jelly but not fully set. Uh then there was um milk shortbread and a tonka bean ice cream. I didn't have that because I do not go well with dairy. But god damn it the food was on point. Everything just the flavors were just so good, so good. Yeah, it was just the pork was incredible. The pork was just melted, it just melted in the mouth. It was so tasty. But then, like, oh, what were the other standouts? I mean, the crab cakes. Oh, crab cakes were great, they were only tiny, but. Damn, they packed a punch, and the um, yeah, they the 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 the, uh, the chorizo and the Jersey Royals with the parsley aioli, smoked almonds. Oh god, damn it! It was so nice, and the thing is, like, so you know, especially with the starters as well. So it was just little bites, little bites, and. Oh god damn it, you could have ate so much more of it. It was so tasty, man. So tasty. Oh. Um and I believe they're gonna I think I believe they're coming back as well. So um end of the year. So I'm definitely gonna well, hopefully, if the diary isn't already crammed up. But yeah, I think the plan would be to go back. Like I wanted to do this because they've been doing this over the last few years, and it always looked good. But it's just like I think I don't know. Sometimes it's finding the people to go with. But yeah, I just went with um, my my old waff peoples. So yeah, we're like an hour honorary waffer. And, um, yeah, so it was just a lot of fun, man. We just busting jokes, eating good food, just how it should be, uh, just how it should be. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to, you know, check out another one. But, yeah, if, if you, hey, if you've got the time and there's still slots, I highly recommend going um, to the Jam Shed Supper Club at the South Bank Centre this August. I think there's two sittings. There's a six o'clock, and I think it's a nine o'clock is the second sitting. So, hey, go check it out. Uh, you won't be disappointed because the food is great. 
Um, this is the only week uh, David Crichton is doing, but um, yeah, he might be back end of the year. If he is, go check him for sure. And if you see him around doing another little cook up somewhere else, yo, go check that out, man. It was its flavor for real. So there's been some big news this week, uh, and a lot of people will um, probably be happy about it. I know, um, you know, myself, it's like something that should have happened a long time ago. So basically, Ticketmaster are closing down their secondary ticketing website because they owned like SeatWave and Get Me In. So basically, they were two sites. So if you bought some tickets on like Ticketmaster, C Tickets, you know, um, any of the other spots, you couldn't make it to a gig, or you just wanted to make money because that's basically what it was. People would go to um, SeatWave and get me in and resell their tickets on those sites. But it wasn't just reselling. If I bought some tickets for twenty pounds, you know what I mean. I'm not asking for twenty pounds. These uh, people that sold it on these seats, these motherfuckers, they'd be asking for like sixty pounds or something. You know, they'd be asking for silly money, and it was ridiculous. Like the funny thing is though, Ticketmaster. Um, this is what Ticketmaster. Well, one of the things Ticketmaster have said. We know that fans are tired of seeing others snap up tickets just to resell for a profit on secondary websites. So we have taken action, said Andrew Parsons, head of Ticketmaster UK. Alright Andrew, the thing being, they're selling them on your sites. So if you wanted to take action, you could have made it that you can't ask for, you know... Over the amount that was actually paid for the tickets in the first place. You know? Or you you might say you add on an extra £5 for postage. But that's it. But you didn't do that. And Andrew, I'd like to point out that there have been several occasions where it is clearly obvious that Ticketmaster themselves place tickets on get me in because a few oh, I say a few years ago it's probably it's probably maybe I don't know like at least 10 years ago maybe or it could be 8 I don't know it was definitely over 6 years it's a long time a while back let's say a while back okay Bruce Springsteen was going to do a gig and like the ticket sold out in minutes. And what it was was they then realised that straight away tickets went on Get Me In. And they worked it out that it was Ticketmaster doing it. So Bruce, because he's a stand-up motherfucker, said, Listen, if you do not take the tickets off Get Me In, refund everyone you just, you know ripped off I ain't playing your gig and I respect Bruce for that you know what I mean so he he stopped that bullshit 
Robbie Williams did the same thing. You know, I'm not a fan of his music, but hey, I have to take my hat off for that shit. You know, um, so uh, there was someone else that did a similar thing, a female artist. I can't think of her name, but uh, yeah, they they are just three occasions where it's been shown. Ticketmaster did the dirty. So you have this Andrew Parsons talking like he is doing people a favor. These guys aren't doing people a favor because supposedly as well, there is um, a law is like just about to be um, be passed, which I f- it it looks like it's gonna make a, a lot of these reselling sites illegal. So Ticketmaster is just getting out while the getting is good. You know what I mean? And if they really wanted to do something big, because this is the thing now, they're not just shutting these sites down. The sites will shut down in October. October. So if Ticketmaster really wanted to show a commitment into letting real fans go to concerts instead of touting and all this other bullshit they lock everything off straight away but they're not doing that so you you really have to think what the fuck ticketmaster you 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 you're you're trying to garner good favor but really it's just shabby you're still shabby Dress it up in any other way, you know what I mean. You try and Eliza do little that shit, but you're not really doing a good thing. Yeah, because like when you look at ticket prices and the way everything is, anyway, it's getting harder and harder to go to gigs. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a crazy time. Hopefully, some more shit will happen. To try and cap the the spiraling increase in 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 tickets because it's getting harder to go to gigs, man. And you're having to buy tickets like a year in advance. It, yeah, things are getting crazy. So I am pleased that you know the, the get me in and seat wave will be shutting down, but. I'm not, you know, I'm I, I'm not thinking Ticketmaster are some saints in this, but uh, yeah, hope you know it'll be good because, hey, seeing live music is one of the best things in the world. You know, what I mean, there's plenty of people who, yeah, I've listened to the CD and it's okay, but it's not until you see someone live that, you know, the the real essence of a song. Like captures you, you know what I mean. Just the vibe, the beats, the lyrics, the the rhythms, everything. It just takes over your soul, man. When you see something live, you know. So to so just to think that not everyone can get that experience because of the behavior of certain people. That's kind of sad, man. So you know, hopefully things will change. Hopefully things will change. But we'll see, right? 
Well, the gang is all back, um, and we have Ant-Man and Wasp, you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, directed again by Peyton Reed, um, and this time, Evangelina Lily, uh, she suits up, so she suits up and co-stars with Paul Rudd. See, the thing with this film is, like, well, you know, with the first Ant-Man, it wasn't a huge film, you know, it was kind of a low-level, kind of heist film, and that's kind of what we get again, you know, um, it's, you know, it, it, it's got small stakes, but it's got a big heart, that's really what this is, because, like there's nothing major going on, you know. There, there's not really any big time bad guy, but you know Walter Goggins. He he's he's great. Is Sonny Birch? Um, yeah, his character is. Well, you know, Walton is always good. You know, he always brings something. Is it, that kind of quirkiness to a role? So he's good, but he's not like he's not a kingpin. You know, he he's not that high level threat. So when you're when you're watching this, it's you you know if if you were kind of put, think to yourself, where does this fall within you know the the, the stakes of the Marvel universe? Like, where does this rank? And this is very minimal. You know, this is way, way down. But that's fine. You know, you don't need some crazy, big, like, massive adventure or anything like that. Um, you know, there's, there's other films for that. This, this just, it has that endearing kind of undercurrent to it it's like at the very beginning of the film uh when you see scott and um when you see scott and cassie in the in the house it's just it just warms your heart you know what i mean just just seeing their interaction and the way they are together it's just so sweet uh and that's the, that's I think that is the selling point of this film. It's those very intimate interactions between a, a lot of the characters. You know, you you see it with um, you see it with Scott and Hope. Uh, yeah, and like you know Scott and Cassie, even with um. You know Scott, Maggie, and Paxton, like a uh, Judy, Judy Greer, and Bobby Carnaval's characters. You know the way they interact with Paul Rudd. They, it's just, it's just a natural sense to it. You know, it just feels right. Like Louise, like Michael Penner's character, Louise, like. He is the comic relief, clearly. Uh, 
sometimes you may think, oh, is he going too far? But I think they just kind of tempered it just right with him, really. Yeah, it, it just seems to, they managed to make it work. I think the, the only stuff that didn't really work for me is, is the stuff in XCON. You know, like arguing over breakfast and and that kind of stuff. That just seemed a bit played out, a bit stretched. You know, it, it that you you could have cut that out, and it wouldn't have impacted the film. Like those cat, you know, those characters overall, like Dave and Kurt. Like, were they really needed for the film? That I mean, that's that's the one thing I would say. If anything had to be cut, if anything, you know, kind of let it, you know, I, I, letting it down isn't really the right word. I'd say, you know, it, it, the, the one area where it might have a little bit of flab, I'd say it might be that. But you know, all in all, it was a kind of it was a tight-ish film. You know, it, it all hung together nicely. And... Yeah, like, and at the end, with um Hank and uh, Janet, you know, that was all still... That was still had that... That human element, that, that, that kind of just emotional tie to it. So, it, you know, it just... Yeah, it was nice. And I think that's, that's yeah, that's the big thing. As I said, look, it's not a high octane, but it's nice. And, you know, the way they utilise some of the things, like, you know, the shrinking and the enlarging, they, it worked. They did it well. They, Yeah. I mean, they brought everything together well. I mean, the ants looked a bit odd, large, but, you know, I've never seen a large ant, so maybe that's what large ants are meant to look like. You know, so can I really knock the large ant? I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, the, the, like, the other effects were good. Yeah, the ants looked a bit odd. I did like the phasing. I did like Av Ava. I thought her name was Eva, but I think it's Ava, but Ghost. Yeah, I liked her. I liked the the effects with her character, the phasing. Um, that I thought that was done well. But yeah, you know, will you watch this film again? You know, like for me, I would. I could watch Infinity War, Black Panther, Civil War. Winter Soldier, yeah, I, I could watch those films numerous times. I'm not sure how many times I would watch this film. You know, just because I think it's it won't stay with you like a lot of the other Marvel films. But that's not a and it's not a bad thing, you know, that you don't need to have everything impact you in a certain way. 
you know not like everything doesn't have to be pamphlet and and I think you know you just what as long as you can sit in a cinema you can watch something and you can feel okay no that was worth my while that's the main thing and the film was worth your while it's just the footprint it will leave is minimal but that's cool you know the end bit now that leaves interesting connotations for what is to come so yeah i i think it's 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 seeing how things play out from that next year i think that's the main thing from this film really seeing what happens there but yeah you know because i feel we'll see these characters in in um avengers 4 so that will be interesting to see that progression to see where they are Next, but um, yeah, Ant Man and Wasp. It's an enjoyable little heist film. So yeah, I would I would say give it a watch, give it a whirl. You know, it it it's not gonna change your life, but it will warm your heart because it does do that. I and as I said, look, especially. You know, the scenes with Cassie and Scott, it will warm your heart. So, yeah, if you if you get a moment, go check it out. Well, I decided to keep it Marvel. So after um, Ant-Man and Wasp, I've been, um, yeah, I've been watching uh, Runaways. So I did the, uh, the whole seat, all 10 episodes of that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know, man, it, it, it's, it's an interest, I guess it's an interesting show, I think, um, you know, the funny thing is I spoke to, uh, Spoke to my a couple of friends about it, and um, I I think they kind of summed it up. There was a lot of angst, and I think the angst held it back a bit because you know I think I liked I liked the way they set the show, you know. um, So I liked the filters they used. Um, I liked a lot of the framing for the shots and that kind of stuff. Like the, I think one of the things was like in the first, definitely the first episode, maybe the second. I can't quite remember, but it the, the way it was put together, it was a bit too choppy. It was like scene, 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 scene. And it kind of kept on jumping from, right, we're, we're looking at these people, now these people, then these people, these people, these people, these people, these people. And so it didn't feel as cohesive as it could have done. It was just like a lot of different things happening that were kind of tied together. But, it, yeah, it didn't flow as, as well as you'd think. 
so, you know, there was that, but, I mean, the acting wasn't too bad, but I think uh, an, an issue was, it was just, like, it took a while, it was definitely, it's definitely a kind of a slow burn kind of series, and, you know, when you get to the end of the season, it's just, what really happened, you know, was we're still kind of dealing with stuff that took place early on, but, you know, if you, if you take a lot of stuff away, not really much has actually happened, yeah, you, you have, it's weird, you have these, these kids, and they've all come together now, um, and it's like, are they actually friends? Because a lot of shit happens and you're like, mm, I don't think these people can be friends. And then the next minute it's just like, hey, we're hanging out now. You know, um, yeah, we're all hanging out. We're friends. Bah, bah, bah. It's like Chase destroys Alex's laptop. And you kind of, kind of think to yourself, well, there are other ways around this situation, but he destroys it, and then there's no real explain, you know what I mean, there's no, hey, sorry about that, you know what I mean, it's just like, eh, fuck it, man, shit happens, and that's kind of what took place, and it's a bit, it was a bit odd, you know, so it's a bit, um, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's hard to place like that, I feel, and you just, it just makes you kind of wonder at some of these dynamics that are going down, I mean, like, and some of the dialogue was is just a bit, ugh, like, you know, there's one bit, and like Gert and Chase are together and you have like Chase is I think Chase is like says something like you know oh well yeah it's weird that we didn't notice each other before and then Gert's like then yeah then Gert's saying like kind of reiterating the point like yeah you know you you never saw me that was the issue, you never saw me, then he just goes, I always saw you, and she's like, I know, and you're like, alright, so what was this scene, you know, what, what the fuck was happening here, because the minute you're like, oh, yeah, we never hooked up, because, like, you, we, you, you know, you never paid really attention to me, you were moving in different circles, and then it's just like, I did see you, yes, I know you saw me, so, this scene was just throw away. It was a pointless thing. And there's a lot of that. There is a lot of that kind of throughout the whole, like, season. And you know, I think some of the things are forced. It's just, like, the, the these kind of arguments, like, 
when you when you break it down, like this whole Nico and Alex have a big argument. They have a big argument, like oh, I don't want to see you. You betrayed me. Blah, 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 blah. But they're still then hanging out, and it's just like all right, pick a lane, man. Like what what is this? Then you have this situation with Nico and Carolina that just seems totally forced and contrived. So it's like, what is going on here? You've got to... I think you've got to be consistent. That is one of the problems. Because there's a lot of inconsistencies with some of the parents and the way the parents are acting. And it's... It is a bit confused, you know. I think it definitely has the potential to be better. It definitely has that. So, I think... I think this series... I think this series will live and die with season two. You know, even with its flaws... This is a, it's a not bad foundation for it to grow from, you know, I think we've set the scene, we've set everything in motion now, so, you know, it, 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 it's kind of like, alright, we can build from this, I mean, essentially the plot is... After discovering their parents are supervillains in disguise, a group of teenagers band together to run away from their homes in order to atone for their parents' actions and to discover the secrets of their origins. I mean, that's what it says, but I mean, it is kind of wrong because they don't really show the parents as supervillains. The kids don't run away from home. So it, I think that, I think that was probably the big fault. It didn't quite know where it was standing, but you have these interesting elements. So you have these interesting elements. So as I say, look, you've got a good foundation for season two. I think. I think the biggest disappointment, though, with this um, season was Gert. Because in the comics, Gert is... She's probably bigger than what she is here. So, you know, she's not like the waif, like Carolina or Nico. So she's a bit of a, a... you know, she's not, she's not like Faith, um, in the Valiant comic, but she is bigger than the other girls, and that's not really portrayed here, so you had the opportunity to show a bit more of a diverse cast, now, Yes, you have a diverse cast, but I'm talking about a diverse cast as in, like, a body shape. But they didn't. So I think that is the biggest disappointment with it. They could have done that. 
you know, try to represent and show people the natural, you know, the natural selves. So it's a shame they didn't. But yeah, we'll. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's definitely a better show than um, some of the other comic book TV series that are out there. You know, um, but we will see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I feel I've said that a lot, but <laughs> hey, it's worth a check. You know, so if you can take a look, hey, take a look. It is a bit slow. You know, it it's not as high. Paste as say season one of Daredevil on Netflix, but it's okay. So yeah, I think I might check Cloak and Dagger next, but we'll see. We'll see what's going down. So with um, with running around all last week, you know, what I mean, just seeing all that needed to be seen. Not as much time for reading as normal, but um, what I did do, I did a couple of short things. So, yeah, I, I like to, as I said, look, sometimes in between a heavy book, I like to throw in something a bit lighter. And then I like to, uh, you know, I always like to throw in some Agatha Christie. So, like, Urquiporo, Miss Marple, any of those, man. So, I'm working my way through um, the, each uh, each series again. And so, at the, I'm just on book four of the Urquiporo series. So, it was The Murder of Roger Arkroyd? Yeah, Murder. The Murder of Roger Arkroyd. Um, so... You know, uh, this is what it says. Considered to be one of Agatha Christie's most controversial mysteries, the murder, the murder of Roger Arkroyd breaks all the rules of traditional mystery writing. The peaceful English village of King's Abbot is stunned. First, the attractive widow's Faras dies from an overdose of Veronal. Not. 24 hours later, Roger Arkwright, the man she had planned to marry, is murdered. It is baffling, complex case involving blackmail, suicide, violent death, a cast that taxes Urquiporo's little grey cells before he reaches one of the most startling conclusions of his fabled career. And, um, yeah, it's an, yeah, it's an interesting an interesting uh, little book and I have to say yeah the end it is a bit like oh okay okay you I, I would say because you know when you read some of the some of her stories you do kind of figure out who who it was so you're like oh, okay it was it was that one but this one I have to say it did take you um, a little bit by surprise so um yeah it's another another enjoyable Urquiburo story um not my favorite so far but it was definitely still enjoyable so there was that 
I, I couldn't make up my mind what to do. Um, and it came up in a sale. So I, I, I checked out um, Bridget Jones' baby. And, um, yeah, not a great book. Really not a great... And it's a shame because I really did enjoy the first Bridget Jones' is, um, diary, the first book. I don't know if it's just because it was a book of its time and you enjoy it in that moment. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the film. Like the second book, Edge of Reason, wasn't great. But the film was funner and had a great, actually, there was, ah, went to see it with um, my friend Sarah and we laughed so much. During that film We laughed so much that The husband wasn't coming to see it He was just like fuck that You two go see it right? So he, he was just out I can't remember if he saw another film Or if he was just getting some drinks at the bar And then when we came out He was just like I could hear us is laughing From outside We were having so much fun But so yeah, so I I was kind of hoping this one would be yeah it would be fun it would be fun it just wasn't it was just so whiny it was such a whiny book and it really didn't make any sense you know the situations they were just a bit like but how the fuck does that how you get into that that makes no sense and then the conclusions that were drawn. From situ- these situations were just ridiculous. It was just like obviously, uh, so that means all men are arse. I'm like, yo, what? Slow down, man. Slow down. And it's just one of those crazy things where look, if you put yourself into a predicament, then that is on you. No one else did that to you. You put yourself in that situation. So instead of hating the world, instead of blaming everyone else, hey, focus and try and find, think of a way to get out or or just change the outcome. You know what I mean? But there wasn't much of that. All it was, it was just self-pity and hatred. And uh, it was just a, not a great book. Not a great book at all. So wouldn't recommend that but um you know now i'm gonna have a little think and try and pick something really good for next week i did try and read a book called um what was it it was uh the passage yeah by um justin cronin it's like um I think it's kind of like a vampire based story, and you know it starts off kind of differently, but I just just couldn't get into it. It was just it was just ah oh, it was such a struggle, so I had to stop. It was just I was just struggling so much, just didn't I just wasn't enjoying it wasn't enjoying it man so hey i've got too many things to read too much shit to watch so had to pause on that but um 
yeah, and talking about watching, I um, went to see a film this week. Well, yeah, I think that's um, that's been it, man, for the week, you know. So, it's, uh, yeah, I've got some things coming up. I think there's going to be Equalizer 2. Gonna think I'm going to be checking that out. Going to go see Anthony Jesuits next week as well. Um, so, yeah, that, that should be fun. Um Definitely need to rest the leg up after all the walking because I managed to um, pick up an infection as well. So it's just like, ugh. I, I man, just hope one day this shit is gonna sort itself out. It can't be on the shelf for too long. It's insane, man. Need to get back to boxing and everything, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, still that day in life. So, going to see what's happening on that front. Um, it is crazy, though. Like, you know, you're, you're, you, you, you check out all the, you know, the different apps and everything like that. Everyone's just, like, talking the same talk. It is, you're, not, you're not finding much originality out there, you know. And... I don't know what's going on, like, because, like, they, you read the profiles, and but I think everyone's using the same goddamn shit on their profile, but then they throw in this crazy shit, like, oh, bonus points if you have a beard, or bonus points if you have a dog, bonus, hey, how about you quit with the bonus points, right, and how about, instead of, it's like, Everything you want and expect. How about, you know, maybe mention what you might bring to the table. You know what I mean? Mention why you are worth talking to. Because all it all it seems is like, well, you need to be this and you need to be that and you need to do this and ba 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 How about yo Talk about this being that level playing field, which a relationship should be. You know what I mean? You're both journeying together. It's not about one person doing everything while the other one just sits and flexes. You know? It's a journey, people. We're taking it together. That's what it should be. People on an equal footing, having fun, exploring. You know? It's like not everyone has the same strengths and shit. So it's just like, look, you take care of this. I'll take care of that. I got you. But, yeah, I don't know. So people have a, a weird mindset. And also, what is with the mermaid shit? Everyone's wanting to be a mermaid. Which make, I, I really don't understand what that's about, but you won't have legs, <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean, it's just like, why the fuck do girls want to be mermaids, especially because it 
kind of leads into their biggest fear, I would have thought. Because, I don't know, like, girls often are like, you know, they're worried that the, um... You know, they're worried that that there might be weird smells down below. And trust me, if you're a mermaid, down below is definitely going to be a little fishy. So, that's makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. That's why girls be crazy, man. But, fuck it. There's plenty of decent chicks out there. So, the hunt goes on to find... Someone decent to hang with. But we'll see. And when the shit happens. We'll talk about it. Up in this piece you know. But. That's episode 11. You know what I mean. Stay doing you. Keep it cool. Enjoy the weekend. And all that. And uh, we'll hook up again next week. Cool. Alright. Peace.